Well, hello there, top teachers. We are your hosts, Michelle Everson. And Bridget Spackman, and we are here to make your life easier by helping you master your time, organization, and productivity as a teacher. As you know, Bridget and I have a baby together. Yes. (laughs) And that baby is our digital planner. But (laughs) all jokes aside, this episode is going to focus on kids, but specifically real kids, which I have zero of, unless you want to count Billy or my pets, which sometimes feels like having kids. But Bridget is really going to share her wisdom for structuring, no pressure, structuring your summer with kids. But first, let's see if we can drag this out as long as possible. We're going to listen to a TSH from Caitlin. Caitlin says, this may sound so ridiculous, but my TSH is laundry. I hate it. I don't mind the actual washing part, but the folding and putting away. I'll put it off until I can't anymore. And the whole task takes up so much time to accomplish. Oh, so I struggle to relate to this because I actually enjoy putting away laundry, but I think it's because of the way that I do it. I never let it pile up. I have a very strict laundry routine where once a week I'm washing all of the laundry and I know it typically takes like two loads in the washing machine. And I put it away as soon as it comes out of the the dryer because I don't want things Mm. to get wrinkly. But what I do is I carry that laundry basket up to our bedroom and I will have a show playing either on the TV or a lot of times it's on my phone. So it makes it more enjoyable. I will put on like a YouTube video or something on Netflix. And then I personally use it as an opportunity to get steps. Okay, hear me out. I will put each article of clothing away separately Yes, it takes longer, but I will end up getting a lot of steps from that because I have to walk back and forth to the dresser and the closet. And so I look at it as a time of my day where I'm getting movement, but I'm also like watching a show. So it's kind of enjoyable. And so I don't mind doing laundry. I know I'm probably weird with that. But what are your thoughts, Bridget? I make my husband do my laundry. (laughs) Um, Caitlin, get your husband or your children to do it, which is definitely something that I do. But I kind of agree with Michelle. I like having just a routine. And back when I did do the laundry, because now Trent and Ian both have just taken that over for themselves. And it's a good responsibility for Ian to have because he needs to know how to learn learn how to do the laundry. Do you know what I mean? Um, But at this point... Before that, I would have a day that I would just spend the day doing laundry. Like it was my cleaning day. It was my laundry day. And I would just do those interchangeably. So I was washing and cleaning and I would then go put things away. And that just became like the day that I did that. And I get that from my mom because I specifically remember that on Saturdays, I remember, no, no, no. It was on Sundays and we would spend the whole morning just cleaning and doing laundry. Like that's what we all ended up doing. Like all the kids were involved in doing that. And it was a, it was a good way for us to just get it done. So question for you, because I'm curious. I, I have similar memories of doing the laundry and I it became my responsibility as I got into like middle school, yeah. high school, all that. <clears throat> but I remember growing up, the laundry hamper where we would put our dirty clothes was in my parents' room. And mm-hmm. so like as, you know, during the day, any dirty clothes I had, I put into the hamper. And then as you mentioned, we had a day where we would do laundry and we would take the hamper. And this was one of my responsibilities, even when I was much, much younger, was separating the clothes. Mm-hmm. So we would typically have a reds pile because my mom never wanted to wash the like reds and pinks with other things. So it was a much yeah. smaller load. We would have whites darks. And then we would typically have like 
lights because we had so many things that were like a light blue where we didn't want to put it in with the whites, but it became its own little pile. And then like colors, but colors didn't include red. And my mom ingrained in me that you had to separate the clothes and wash them separately. Now, uh, uh-uh, I put it all in together and well, nothing has ever happened. Uh, do you know why, Michelle? Because you have all black clothing. Well, <laughs> okay. That is a very good point. That is a very good point. <laughs> Yes, uh, but she has I, no words. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is true. I have a couple of things that are not, but holistically, a lot of them, yes, are the uh-huh. same color. That's a good point. Uh-huh. Do you separate your clothes? So we separate darks, lights, towels, jeans, fancies. Fancies? Because <laughs> we're fancy like. So all of my fancy clothes, like we put them on like a hand wash style, like a delicate hand wash. Okay. And then all of those clothes just get we lay them out to dry and we don't put them in the dryer. Okay. That's so interesting. And it's funny because I, again, going back to like routines, I know in episode 181, we talked about like our summer routines. So I do laundry on Fridays and Thursday night. When I go upstairs to shower after the gym, I carry a laundry basket up. I go ahead and get the laundry basket full of clothes. I take it down, load it in the washing machine, but then I don't start it until the next morning. When I start my coffee, I will start the washing machine. Like it's so ingrained that I just do that every single week. See, we all each have our own separate hampers and then we take our hampers down and we dump them all out. Okay. And then Trent and Ian will sort everything. And then we each have, you know, those like white plasticky laundry baskets? Yeah. Yeah. We each have our own. And so they get filled up and then they will just like, Ian will come and just drop it off and just be like, Blaine, this is is yours. You need to put it away. This is yours. This is yours. And everybody just puts their stuff away. Makes it easy. Yeah. All right. Well, moving into this episode, again, I have no kids. So my contributions will be minimal. And it's funny because I joked about how Billy and my pets kind of feel like having kids and going back to laundry when I'm filling up the laundry basket with all the dirty clothes from the hamper. Ember loves to come in and she starts pulling clothes out because she wants to like rub on them because they smell like us, which it's fine because I'm going to wash them. But I'm trying to fill up this basket. And then I look down and it's half empty again because she's pulled them all out over the floor. And I'm like, stop it. And I'm like constantly picking back up. And I feel like that's what it's like with kids. I mean, I could be wrong, but that's what I feel like. It is. It basically is. Yeah. So I do have a few ideas I'm going to share of things I've seen on like social media or YouTube, but this is going to mostly be a Bridget show. So Bridget, you can kick us off. (laughs) Yeah. So we're going to give you five different tips and I'm going to start us off with the very first one. So tip number one is to keep a routine with times. Now, kids need to keep routines during the summertime. If every day they get to choose when and for how long they do something, you will see their motivation decline and you will find that they want to ask you to do so many more things more often or they just want to have snacks all the time. I feel like Blaine (laughs) is the epitome of I want to eat because I'm bored type situation. And so having those routines set in place are going to be really, really important. And you can have like 
a rainy day routine versus like a sunny day routine mm. because those might vary depending, you know, on that type of weather outside. So have a set time that you expect your kids to be up and out of bed and then keep them consistent with this time. And this will also ensure that they go to time, go to bed on time. From there, you can choose how you want to divide the time with your kids and make this based on your schedule. So you might have it be that for the first hour, your kids are doing chores and then they might do some learning activities, etc. But get them involved in setting up that schedule. So I like to sit down with my boys and we come up with the different types of schedules and that just gives them a little bit of ownership. And mm. I'm not like super picky here. I'm not trying to do like five or 10 minute increments. I do this for like long periods. And then there's like a list of different type of activities that they do within mm. that time frame. I like that. Yeah. So before we move on to the second tip, let's take a short break. Bridget, do you know the song Free Fallen by Tom Petty? Uh, Can you sing it to me? Trust me, no one wants to hear that, but you can Google it if you don't know the song. Anyway, I can't help but think of that song because we have a new freebie. Oh, I see what you did there and I love it. But yes, we do have a new monthly review planner insert and we are giving it to you all for free. If you head to teachingonthedouble.com right on the homepage and scroll down, you will see the link to have it sent directly to your email. Basically, it's an editable template that can be used to reflect on your month and then set goals moving forward. It can be added into either the tablet or Google Slides digital planners, and it includes both portrait and landscape orientations. Plus, it can be reused again and again. That's right. If you love this freebie and want to try any of our other digital planner inserts, check out our store at teachingonthedouble.com slash store and grab yourself some lesson planning inserts or unit planning inserts. And now back to the episode. We're back and I'm going to contribute an idea that I found from someone else. So I'm calling this clipboard checklist. This idea comes from Jordan Page from Fun, Cheap or Free. Basically, she is a mom of eight bless her heart. And she shares a ton of tips for organizing like family life, ways to save money and structuring your day. Obviously her day is very busy with eight kids. So her Instagram is at Jordan page and it's page just P A G E. And then on YouTube, it's Jordan page fun, cheaper free. Cause that was her blog name that she started like years ago. But with this idea, essentially each kid has a clipboard and that clipboard has a laminated checklist so that you can use dry erase markers and check it off and then just wipe it off at the end of the day. Now, that checklist has items like get ready for the day, doing different chores, so certain things they have to clean or making their bed. It might have reading for a set amount of time, doing like flashcards or educational computer programs. It could be things like practicing for sports or hobbies, like playing the piano for 30 minutes. But essentially, it's a list of tasks that that kid has to complete for the day, and those tasks are going to match the age of the kid. So obviously what a four-year-old would do would be very different than what like a 14-year-old would do. But the idea is that kids get bored 
when they don't feel like they have as many activities during the school year, like they're going to sports and going to school and all the things. And then in the summer, they have all this free time and they feel bored. So that checklist gives them things to do and it kind of keeps that structure. Similar to what Bridget was talking about, it's just another way to kind of um, structure it, I guess you could say. But what I really like about the checklist idea is that it creates that autonomy where kids get to choose the order that they complete the tasks. So it's like, hey, you have to get these things done, but you get to choose what order you get them done. And then once they are completed, that's when they get to do some of those more enjoyable activities, or maybe they get screen time. And this kind of shifts the power so the kids are now in control of whether they get to do those fun things or not, or whether they get to have screen time on the computer or the iPad or the TV, because in order to get that time, they have to complete their checklist. And obviously you can put a limit on like the screen time. It's not like they complete the checklist and they get to be on their iPad the whole rest of the day. No, no, no. It could be like a completed checklist gets you an hour or two hours of screen time or whatever fun activity that kid wants to do. I will say that Jordan Page has a free like printable checklist on her website, which we will link in the show notes if you are interested, but you can also just Google it and I'm sure you can and find tons of templates. If you use Canva, I think Canva has lots yeah. of like checklist templates. Yeah, I feel like this is M- Michelle like channeling her inner self. And if she was to have kids right now, like her <laughs> kids would definitely have a checklist because she just wants to have them feel the joy that she feels when she checks something off on that oh, little box. You're so right. And I didn't even make that connection. Of course, I would love that idea because it's a checklist. Wow. Am I really that like predictable of a person? I need to reevaluate. Oh my gosh. I didn't even make that connection until you said that. You are uh, so right. That's so great. I love it uh. so much though. I do. I really do like that, that idea. And I have done that for my boys at different, different summers. Like every summer I try something different to see if I like it. Yeah. And I have implemented something like that, especially like weekends and like Mm. oh I want chores done during a specific time so we would have like every certain day of the week they would have specific things that they would have to do and so I created a checklist that they could just use a dry erase marker now I'm just lazy and I write it on my whiteboard yeah (laughs) so (laughs) gotta do what you gotta do I know so tip number three is to oh guys this is an important one have a set time for quiet time. (laughs) This is a big one in my house. And listen, I love my babies. I love my husband. But if I had to be around them all day long, nonstop, I would lose (laughs) my ever loving mind. So I cannot do that. And so I have a very set time and it's changed like how long it's been depending on the years where we will all, I mean, everyone in the house except for Walter, because Walter just typically chooses to stay with me, but will go into a separate area. They will all go to their bedrooms. Trent will typically go to our bedroom. I will typically come to the office and we will just do things on our own for a little bit. So it will last anywhere from like an hour to two hours, depending on my patients that day. And this is our time to just decompress from one another for a little bit. So basically, it really just stemmed from like losing nap time with my kids when they were really little, but I still needed like that hour of just quiet time. And so 
I like to do hours like as a family right after lunch. So the kids mm-hmm. have a choice of like activities that they can do, but they have to head to their rooms, close their doors, and they have to do it independently. And we just stay separate and I will put a timer on. And if they choose to stay in their rooms for a little bit longer, that's their choice. But once the timer goes off, like I will tell them, all right, time's up. You're welcome to move about the house again. So I feel like it's a lockdown drill, but for my home. <laughs> I love that idea though, because it's so simple, but yet can make such a big difference in terms of your productivity, like being able to get things done, having that separation. I like, I love the idea of having quiet time. Yeah. I would lose my mind if I didn't have quiet time. I need that quiet time. (laughs) I get it. I get it. Um, I feel like I even have that with Billy sometimes where like on a, for example, it's a Sunday at some point this afternoon, there will be a chunk of time where he wants to like watch sports or whatever. And then Mm -hmm. I will come upstairs to my office and just like walk so I can get computer work done. It's kind of a similar, similar concept. Same idea. Yeah. Well, my next one goes kind of with that. It's having go-to activities. Now, this is like a mix of what I did in my classroom and then what I've seen moms do on social media with snacks. Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs) Hear me out. So in my classroom, because y'all know I love lists. (laughs) I had what I called go-to lists for different things. So in the notes app on my phone, I had a folder for teaching. And within that folder, I would have a note which had a list of like class cheers. So when my students would do something, you know, great, whatever, I would always let them pick a cheer. And I had a list of these cheers. So it was like the cheese grater and Pat the Burger and the roller coaster, all these like little cheers that the class would do. And I just like to have a list in case I felt like we had been doing the same ones over and over again. Mm -hmm. I would suggest like, oh, hey, we haven't done this one in a while. I also had a list of like review games and I had review games that we could do as a whole class, partners, groups, like all the different options. I had a list of early finisher options for my students and typically I would make that into an anchor chart as well, but also like time filler activities. So suddenly if we had a chunk of like 10, 15 minutes, I would open up my phone and look at the list of activities and they were things that didn't require a lot of prep, but it just, I didn't have to use the brain power to think of something. I could just look at it and be ready to go. The mom side of this is I've seen moms do this with like their kids' snacks. So if you have a Blaine who's always asking for like a snack because they're bored, Mm -hmm. whatever, you can have maybe a go-to section of your pantry or like a drawer in your kitchen fridge, whatever, of like, these are the snacks you have access to without asking permission. So it would be things like like fruit and, you know, carrot sticks, the things the kids aren't going to want to eat, like a ton of- Oh, bless him. That might not go in the, that might not go in the unlimited drawer. That might go in the separate drawer. But then you would have another section of snacks where like they get maybe two a day or they have to ask permission in order to get those. And those would be more of the like fun snacks. So it just gives them a little bit more autonomy where if maybe it's quiet time and they're not allowed to bother you to ask for a snack, there is a spot they can go with snacks they're allowed to have. And then there are separate snacks. But I feel like you can combine these two ideas 
and create like activity lists kind of broken into categories that your kids could choose from. So you could have those independent activities and these would be great for that like quiet time as Bridget mentioned. So it could be things involving screens, like maybe on their iPad, whatever, but it could also be things like puzzles and coloring and drawing, especially doing like directed drawings on YouTube, maybe some like easy crafts or some like STEM building activities. I think about when I was younger, one of my like quiet time activities I was always allowed to do was like Play-Doh. And this is, Mm -hmm. I was very good at cleaning up. So my parents didn't have to worry about it being a mess. And I had like a little smock that I would put on and I would get out my Play-Doh. Of course I did. (laughs) And then you could also have a list of like together activities. So those times when you are going to be all together doing an activity, you can have a list of, of things to pull from. So it could be like a family movie night or a family game night. It could be some bigger, more extravagant crafts, Mm -hmm. visits to the park, neighborhood events, using the sprinkler outside, going for family walks or family bike rides. But having a list just makes it easy to reference during those like I'm bored times and it gives them a choice. So again, it kind of creates that autonomy. Yeah, no, I really, really love that idea. And I think this next tip is also one that kind of stems from that because kids will very often say that they're bored. And I know just having Blaine, like Blaine and Ian are just two very different creatures. Blaine, yeah. Ian is very much like myself where we are ve- we are hermits. We are happy being by ourselves. Like that is kind of our jam. Blaine, on the other hand, is a doer. He comes yeah. from Trent's side of the family because he is constantly on the go, constantly wanting to do something, and he needs constant entertainment. And so that is a real struggle to have, especially when we work from home over the summer. Because, I mean, I know I'm off as a teacher, but I'm not off in the sense that I'm still running a business. So I still have right. things that I have to work on. And so that becomes a little bit of a challenge. So, Tip number five is to keep a calendar for big events and leisure activities. Now, when it comes to like these big events, like Blaine really just thinks that every single day it should be like a big thing. Like every day we're going to do something crazy, wild, fun. He also gets that from his uncle because his uncle likes to do really fun, crazy things all the time. And so he just assumes that this is what it's going to be like. Let's go four wheeling. Let's go jet skiing. Let's go do this. And it's like, no, we're not doing that today. Like today is a home day type situation. So we have a calendar set up on our fringe and we schedule like small trips, play dates, times with family, times at the river, and we add it to our calendar. And what this does is it really helps both of our kids see what is happening and it prevents that dreadful like question that we get of what are we doing today? Let's go do this. He wants to just do the stuff. So (laughs) this also helps Ian from a sense because he is 16 at this point, make plans with his friends so that he can spend more and more time with him because he's at that age where he just does, he wants to do stuff with them. These kids will just go and they will walk. They'll go to like the, the stores right over here and they'll just they peruse all over the place. <laughs> Lord knows. Thank goodness I have a little GPS or I could just track him as he goes with his phone <laughs> so I can see where he's at. Um, 
But this also helps Blaine because he gets to see what is happening and we can spread out the activities to offer some downtime for everyone. So create a calendar and I just print out a free calendar from free.printable.calendar.com. And then I use just magnets to post it up in our fridge, which is just a central location in our house. And so it helps to build in that, hey, every day is not going to be a hoot nanny, but let me show you the things and the days that we do have coming up that are going to be really exciting. And it gives them something to look forward to. Yeah. And a lot of times I have found that anticipation leading up to a big event can sometimes be a lot more fulfilling than the event itself. Like, you know how sometimes you're anticipating it for so long, the event comes and you're like, oh, I felt like my book launch was like that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And so I think we need to spend more time anticipating things because that's where a lot of that enjoyment comes from. And I love the idea of having it visually posted somewhere that everyone can reference and see, especially for younger kids. So that way they can kind of see, okay, it's two days until we're going, you know, to Mm -hmm. do this event. So let's do a quick recap of those five different tips. Number one is to keep a routine with times. That's the important part. Number two is to use a clipboard checklist. Number three is to have a set time for quiet time. Number four is to have lists of go-to activities. And then number five is to keep a calendar for big events and leisure activities. We really hope that y'all enjoyed this episode and got some ideas to be able to implement with your own family. And even if you don't have kids yourself, you might be able to use some of these ideas for time with friends or other family members like babysitting. Ooh, there you go. There you go. But if you did enjoy this episode, we would love for you to subscribe to the podcast. That way you're notified every time we drop a new episode, which is every Thursday morning. If you have a time-sucking hurdle, especially now that it is summer, we would love for you to head over to teachingonthedouble.com. Up at the top, click where it says TSH, and you can submit that for the chance to be featured in a future episode. And if you're enjoying the podcast, let us know by leaving a review, especially if you listen on Apple Podcasts. If you scroll down to the bottom, you'll see where you can give it five stars, hopefully, fingers crossed, and you can send a review that we then read and we share some of them out on social media as well. And until next time, be timely, stay organized, and be productive. Bye-bye. See ya.